Hello, Tile friends. Welcome back to another episode of Tile Money, the podcast where I, Luke Miller, discuss the business of tile installation. I do this because I am a tile contractor for the last 10 years in, in California here, and I do this because I have struggled to grow and run a profitable tile installation business. I started, things started to change in my business when I started listening to business podcasts. So I saw a need when I started networking on social media with other tile contractors, I saw that they were struggling as well. So I saw a need to create a podcast where we interview and discuss the business of tile installation. It is my sincere hope that I can positively affect some of you grow, establish, and run profitable tile installation businesses. Um, if you haven't listened to some of the other podcast episodes, go back and do that. Uh, I, I, the first three, I start talking about my business, and then I, inter I start getting into some interviews and some solo podcasts as well. So lots of good stuff in there, lots of value. Um, and what is today's subject about? Today, we're going to be talking about a subject that has came up because I have decided to sell my tile installation business, and I'll tell you about that a little bit later. But this subject has came up within my Facebook group, Tile Money, and it's the subject of can you sell a tile installation business? And if you want to sell one, this is going to be of particular interest to you. If you're looking to buy one, you're, you would also want to listen to this today. And to be honest, frankly, some of the things we're going to be talking about are going to be um, tips and resources to grow your tile company, even if you never plan to sell. It's going to end up with you having a better tile business, uh, more profit in your pocket and everything like that. So today I'm also going to introduce a new feature for this podcast. I'm also going to talk about what is tile money's future? What does it mean? Why am I selling my business? Maybe you've heard rumors. If you follow me on social media, you know, I'm going to be at the surfaces here in Las Vegas, as well as coverings in Florida, um, mid April. So you know I'm kind of you know making some headway here and making some changes, and you might be wondering what does that mean for the podcast? What does that mean for Tile Money? So I want to talk about that. Now I also want to introduce and talk about sponsorship opportunities. Now in order to grow this business, I am opening it up to sponsorship on the podcast. This will be one to two sponsors per episode, depending on episode length. And these will be sprinkled in as naturally as I possibly can. The links to the sponsors will be added to the show notes, as well as um, my website, blog, as well as in my YouTube description, as well as emailed to my list, okay? Are you interested in sponsoring Tile Money? If so, this is going to be a particularly good episode to listen to because you'll hear what two sponsors sound like in this episode. So that brings us to, oh, and by the way, friends, if you're not interested in sponsoring it, but you know a company who might be, and you're not sure if they know who I am, do me a favor and tag them in one of my posts, um, email them, text message them this podcast. If you're listening to this in an app, typically it's very easy to share an episode. And if you have another tile contractor friend that you know, um, share it with them via text message, email. It, um, like I said, take them on social media, however you want to do it. It would mean the world to me. Thank you all so much. Now, today's um, 
new feature in today's episode. This is the first time I'm rolling this out, so I'm excited. I hope I get it right here. <laughs> so friends, what this is, it's gonna be a short, actionable tip for you to apply in your business. I'm probably gonna name this feature today's tip of the day. Well, that's a little redundant. Maybe it'll just be tip of the day, all right? <laughs> so today's tip of the day is brought to you by Ron Nash. Now, if you don't know Ron, you might wanna go back a few episodes and find the, epi the episode where I interviewed Ron. Ron is a Laddercrete um, employee, okay? He works for Laddercrete. He's a superstar. He has uh, a group called Laddercrete Inside Track where he reveals new information on their products. Um, oftentimes, if you're in that track, if you're in that group, you know that you know about the products before the distributors even do most in most cases. So it's a pretty cool group. You'll want to check it out, especially if you're a Ladder Creek fan like me. Now, Ron donated to my GoFundMe account. So personally, thank you, Ron. I really appreciate your support. You've been a, um, a support ever since I've launched. And so thank you. And I, I appreciate following you on Facebook. You have great tips, whether it's in my group or in another group. So now Ron's tip of the day is, have you trained, and I quote him, have you trained your employees on what to say when someone tells them they are interested in getting their tile work done? I'll bet you would be surprised how many times people in your, on your team are asked. So great tip, Ron. Thank you. That is awesome. And friends, if you're running crews, multiple crews, or even just one crew, and there's days where you're not at the job site, um, you're going to want to start educating your employees on what to say. Make sure they have your cards. Make sure they have, I have a three-page brochure that walks um, a potential customer through my process so that they can get to know me before they've even met me. So thank you, Ron. That's a great tip. So now this brings us to what is the future of the Tile Money podcast? So as I said, and as you may know, I'm making plans to pursue this podcast uh, full-time. Now, what does that mean for you, you're probably asking? And how am I going to make my living doing this? Well, first, first off, I want to assure you that this podcast format will always remain free. So again, I'll be selling my tile installation business to assist me in doing this. Um, I'm no longer going to be a, a tile installer, a contractor. I might have to install some tile as I travel out to coverings this April. And I'll be stopping along the way at tile distributors. I'm going to be giving short um, speeches, if you will, um, spreading my message along the way to, to your local tile contractor. So I'm going to be taking a southern route um, down through Texas, Arizona, um, Southern California, and, and then directly uh, head kind of hug the coast there, head east. So if you're on that route, um, go ahead and, and message me. Let me know you'd like to see me. Um, so I'm going to continue recording these podcast episodes. In fact, I'll be recording more, and the quality is going to be improving. I'm going to buy, purchase, invest in some recording equipment to improve sound quality. I'll also be in partnering with professionals here in the near future to bring you more value. Now, this will be things like paid services. So this will be, for example, help within your business Facebook page. We're going to offer that help designing and, and um, running websites 
that are specifically designed for tile contractors, along with blogs specifically designed for tile contractors. These blogs will be boosting your SEO, your natural organic search for Google. One-on-one -on -one business coaching, as well as group coaching for creating and establishing systems in your business. This is gonna enable you to see more profit year after year and to run better businesses. And once again, I'm partnering with professionals who are skilled at doing these services. I'll also most likely be opening up a, a closed paid for mastermind group. This will be high level business discussion. Do any of these things sound good to you? Are you interested? Let me know, let me know what you think. Um, it's okay if you're not. Uh, if there's something I've missed that I haven't thought of, let me know. Say, hey, I'd really like this. I could really use this in my business right now. Would you think about selling this to me or could you think of a way or do you, heck, do you know somebody who provides this service? I don't need a commission. I don't need anything. If I know somebody, I'll let you know. Now, these paid services are going to allow me to continue adding free value. I'm going to continue to pump out everything I've done so far will continue to remain free, friends. Don't get worried. Don't get upset here. I'm not saying I'm pulling a bait and switch on you here, friends. So I hope that explains that. Um, friends, you know, in my tile installation business, I, I do a lot of remodel work here in my area in San Luis Obispo. And uh, demolition is a big part of what I do. In fact, to be honest, it's, it's almost always uh, I can rely on it being one of the most profitable things I do. This is because it's, it's, it's very easy to um, calculate how long it will take. And I also offer services like dust extraction, dustless demolition. You know, I take really good care of my customers' homes and they know it and they can see it and that's how I advertise. Do you offer demolition services in your tile installation business? Do you have tools to help extract dust? So today's sponsor is Bosco Specialty Tools. Now Bosco Tools offers demolition and dust extraction tools. One of their main tools is the HHDA. It is a stand-up attachment made for SDS max demolition hammers that will allow the user to chip up tile from a standing position. Now, this is a beautiful tool, friends. What it does is get you off your knees as well as position the demolition hammer at a certain angle to assist in the tile demolition to help get it off the floor. Now their second tool they offer is a beautiful tool I love. It's called the dust cuff. Now this is a dust shroud attachment for these chipping hammers that we just discussed. It's available for a wide range of SDS Max and SDS Plus demolition hammers, not just one. So if you haven't, um, if you're not attuned to what I'm talking about, visit boscotool.com. And again, I'll have a link in the show notes on the web cell website as well as email and on YouTube. So you're going to want to check that out. One thing I've noticed, like I said, is that these dustless services are very popular in my community. And I, again, I do a lot of remodel work. If you're in that business, you've noticed that you're demoing some tile. And one of the worst things you can do is uh, put dust in Mrs. Jones' home. <laughs> it, could, it could cost you hundreds of dollars um, to, to remediate that. But but more than that, it could cost you uh, a damaged reputation if you're doing um, 
demolition without some of these extraction tools. So can you sell your tile installation business? This is the subject at hand. And it is an important subject, friends. It's something that I'm passionate about here. Obviously, I have my own interests. I'd like to sell mine. But I, I want to talk to you about what I've done wrong, some things I could have improved, some things that would have allowed me to sell it for um, a larger amount, and what you could do. And furthermore, even if you never sell your business, like I said, putting these things into practice starting now will ensure that you're going to start reaping the rewards. So inside my Facebook group, a discussion was started after Eric, you know, mentioned that he saw I was selling my business. So I want to just read some comments and then comment on the comments. <laughs> so Eric posed this question. When someone is purchasing a business, what are they paying for? With a storefront business, you are generally paying for a lease, a business name reputation, regular clientele, assets, and oftentimes a functioning staff. So what would you be paying for when purchasing a tile installation business? Great question, Eric, and fair. Now, Eric, you went on to answer your own question, or at least start to. You know the answer. Uh, he, he continues, business name, logo, reputation, assets, business plan, contacts, and a website. Definitely. Business name, let's talk about that for a minute. You see my business name, Miller Tile and Stone. Not that transferable, not that sellable. Somebody could take it on. Um, and of course, we can also change it. Uh, lots of companies have rebranded in the past, successful companies, and went on to see greater results than their original brand. Um, so this can be done, but I think it would be good if you are um, thinking, if, especially if you haven't chosen a business name yet, to choose a name that is um, more, more transferable. Let's put it that way. Um, logo, sure. A business needs a logo. You need to be branded, friends. People need to recognize you by just seeing that, that logo. I pointed to my shirt for those of you listening. Uh, <laughs> so reputation, definitely, definitely, this is huge. Um, if you're thinking about buying a tile installation business, whether mine or someone else's or any other sort of business, definitely do your research. Make sure that company has a good reputation. That's, that's probably... Uh, almost like 99% of what you're buying right there, friends. Assets, yes, of course, physical assets are always into play. Uh, a business plan, you know, this is good. Um, you would wanna see what got them to where they are and do they have a plan to get even further. Contacts, now this is probably enough, one of the other, like if I had to pick two or three things, contacts would be up there. Uh, do you have contacts that I can contact? You know what I mean, if I'm gonna buy your business. Um, I know personally for me, you'd get about 200 of my contacts that I've kept um, addresses, emails, phone numbers with, and I would help you to send out an email and even a flyer to these people in the mail, um, introducing the new business owner, as well as running, you know, if you wanted to run a special or run a, um, you know, a yearly newsletter or, or even better would be a monthly newsletter. If we all know how valuable uh, word of mouth is, but you can't just, you know, dip, put your head in the sand and say, I'm going to build a business on word of mouth. You need to encourage and nurture your past clientele, your past customers, so that they will, you, you stay top of mind. Website. Yes, everyone needs a website. If you don't have a website, um, 
and you've been wanting one, like I said earlier, I'll be providing that service and it will be a very reasonable fee. Um, so I would, I would get a hold of me if I were you. <laughs> now, let's continue this conversation. Bradford said, and I quote, I'd pay good money for working structure and systems. I think that's a huge value aside from the tangibles like client base and physical assets. We recently went through a change of hands. In the end, any business's real worth is what someone is willing to pay for it. A business's valuation, however, could be derived from a ton of different viewpoints, hard data and speculations. Bradford continues, I recently witnessed the liquidation of a 20 year plus tile contractor who had an extremely firm foundation in our state and I was floored to see them shut the doors. It's made me consider everything I do today, what tomorrow looks like and what steps I need to take to make changes for the two to be in harmony, to build value in my company. Bradford, wow, you've hit the nail on the head here. That last sentence, I am floored as well. You know, and this is why I want to discuss this. 20-year-plus co tile contractor who had an extremely firm foundation in our state, Bradford said, and I re-quoted him there. Bradford's no, you know, spring chicken here. He's been around. He knows what he's talking about. Um, this is why this conversation is needed to take place. This person evidently didn't value their company as worth anything after 20 years of hard work. This company could have been worth $100,000. 500,000. It could have been worth a million. I don't know. I don't know what they were doing, what they were selling. But if Bradford vouched for this company and said they were a, a large contractor, extremely firm foundation in our state, he didn't say town or county, could have been worth a lot of money, friends. Could have been worth a lot of money. That's why I'm discussing this. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing here. Bradford continues, and I quote, what we do, whether in the office or in the field, needs to be replicable. If the business is to have real value, there needs to be a system in place to create people to do what needs to be done to be profitable. When that can be documented, transferred into another person's brain, and they can perform it the same way you've done it to profit, then that has value. Again, you hit the nail on the head here. Now, moving on. I mean, I just had to take a minute. I mean, every time I read that, you know, that's really all I had to say. But there's another comment here that I found very interesting. When this man speaks, I listen. Steve Rausch has been in business and been involved with the tile industry for a good number of years, friends. He's done everything from build an installation business uh, building up two retail locations, selling said business, uh, to even having a working with the NT, NTCA, TCNA to write and establish the first TCNA handbook that we now know and have that's as thick as a Bible. He said when he was there, it was about the size of um, a couple magazines stacked together. I forget his exact words there, but it wasn't very big, okay? So when Steve talks, I listen. Steve knows his stuff, friends. Steve is also a business consultant. 
if you're in a position or you're thinking of selling your business or you're growing your business, I would recommend calling Steve. Um, he's publicized his phone number. Uh, I don't have it here in front of me. If you want to message me, I would be happy to give you his phone number. So Steve wrote inside my Facebook group, and I quote, and I read here, when I sold my business with two retail locations, the buyer didn't want either location nor the majority of my inventory. He decided to pay me my asking price without those things because he wanted my customers, company reputation, and operation systems. He had a successful operation for about two to three years when he decided he knew more and made significant changes and closed within one year. Point being, there is value in non-tangible items. Thank you, Steve. That's, that's gold right there. This is a very interesting comment because most people would, would think the opposite. They'd say, well, all the values in those two retail locations. This buyer knew that the value was in Steve's operations systems. Now, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and speculate. I'm gonna speculate that this buyer was very profitable the first couple years, and he started making changes. Steve said he started making significant changes, in fact, and he had to close his doors. So he would have been smart, probably, to, to continue those systems that Steve had put into place to establish himself in that market. So, so now, I hope you've seen how valuable that word systems. How many times did I say that? Three, four, five? Everybody kept bringing this up. Systems, systems. These systems are what makes or break a business. They're not only important for a sale of a business or how sellable your business is. They're important for everyday operations. They're going to be the deciding factor of you getting home at four or five o'clock at night or seven, eight or nine o'clock at night and working weekends. They're going to be the deciding factor if you're going to be profitable. They're going to be the deciding factor if you even know if you're profitable. So I think I've stressed that enough. How could I have set up Miller Town Stone, my business, to be more sellable than it is today? What mistakes have I made? Let's just pick on me. I'm going to pick on myself here. Well, first of all, I, I brought out you know earlier that I, I named it after myself for one. Um, you know, it's a fire sale. In other words, I'm I have a hard date here, so I'm leaving town no matter whether it sells or not. Um, I don't mind telling you that. I, um, you know, so I would say I didn't really, I didn't plan it. Um, I would have liked to plan this for a year or two or three. I would have liked to have a firmer foundation here in my market. Uh, I don't have employees at the moment, so it's diff it's going to be difficult for someone to step in, and it's not a plug-and-play type situation. On the other hand, I do have all those contacts. I've kept that. That's one of the good things I've done. Let's talk about the good and the bad. How about that? That way I don't have to feel so bad. <laughs> So I, I've kept all my contacts. Um, I have a great reputation. Um, don't take my word for it. You can research that on your own, come to that conclusion. So th those are a couple of things that I've done right. Um, and, and furthermore, you know, even if I had employees, you might not want my employees. 
or you might want to be an installer or you might be a GC just looking for the contacts. You know, you might be uh, from another part of California or another part of the nation or whatever and, and want to set up shop here. Those contacts are valuable. So I've done that right. I've, I've done a lot of things right. Um, like I said, though, I think I could have planned this out for maybe several more years or even, you know, six more months and been a, been a little more patient with it. But that's not my style. I see an urgency here. And I have a passion to do this podcast, so that's what I'm pursuing. But for those of you maybe thinking about ways to step, you know, ways to step into a, a sale of your business here in the near future, I would recommend maybe you know putting some thought into putting these systems in place. If you don't have them, it's okay. You can start today, start putting them in place. Six months, you're going to see it. You're going to see a return on your investment. You're going to see a profit, and your business is going to be all that more sellable, friends. So some of the resources that were discussed and shared inside my Facebook group, um, I'll mention a few books here, or um, two books, a website, and this these links will be emailed out to my email list. Uh, if you're not on it, you don't know what I'm talking about it, tilemoney.com, there's a big button there. So one of these books uh, is called The Business Owner's Guide to Financial Freedom by Mark Kohler. He discusses how to get your business in order in order and able to sell it one day. Um, how to value a business, entrepreneur.com. Someone shared that link, lots of good gold in there. And the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. This is one of my favorite books. I have it in both a traditional book as well as Audible. It's on Audible. So if you don't know and you don't know who Michael Gerber is, you're gonna wanna go out and get this book, friends. Uh, whether or not you're gonna sell your business, again, this is gonna be a huge change. It's going to be a mindset change for you. I guarantee you're going to enjoy that book. It's very listenable. It's very easy to listen to and read. Now, again, this um, episode was sponsored by Bosco Tools and Ron Nash, a Ladder Creek superstar. So, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope to see you at uh, Surfaces in Las Vegas next week, the 23rd of January, 2019 as well as um, coverings. I believe that is April 9th in, or I believe, Orlando, Florida. <laughs> and I'll be there with a big smile on my face and come up and shake my hand. And if you catch me early, I'll have some t-shirts I'll be handing out. So until next time, uh, stay profitable and have a great week, friends.